Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. Very excited to finally get this going. How are you feeling, Will? I'm good. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do first is um, go through the Las Vegas over-unders for the Eastern Conference in this episode. What the over-unders mean is they have established a certain number of wins to bet whether that team is going to go over or under that win projection. And what we're going to do is go in order of the team's from the lowest projection up to the highest projection. So, are you ready, Will? Yeah, and guys, just so you know, if you tuned in expecting a whimsical and fun basketball podcast, you're sorely mistaken. We are about to deliver a hard-hitting address on the Chicago Bulls 2017 season. Go Bulls! <laughs> Hell yeah, that's exactly the kind of enthusiasm Las Vegas had, too, because... The Chicago Bulls are expected to win 21 and a half. Not win 21 and a half. That's what the over-under is set at. 21 and a half wins. So, last year they went 41 and 41, but if you know anything about the NBA, you know that they underwent a shitload of changes over the summer. They traded Jimmy Butler to the Wolves in the deal that got them Zach Levine and Chris Dunn and Lowry Markinen, their rookie from this draft. They also lost Rajon Rondo, Michael Carter-Williams, Isaiah Cannon, Joffrey Laverne, Anthony Morrow, and Nikola Mirotic still hasn't been signed. There's been, like, no news about him at all, so I don't know what's going on with him. And they also added guard Justin Holiday. So, clearly, a huge overhaul for Chicago. Will, what do you think about that 21.5 win line? Um, I have three... Very quick thoughts first. Okay. One, I really wished it was pronounced Lori Markinen because Lori. I'm in favor of names seeming androgynous. <laughs> so it's Lau- it's Lowry Markinen. I'm pretty sure it's Lowry Markinen. <laughs> He's from Finland. I know that because I saw on Twitter that he was doing things at the Eurobasket. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been owning a Eurobasket, so hopefully that means something for the Bulls. The second thing is, in our Google Doc, next to Nikola Mirotic's name, there's a question mark in parentheses, which I feel like is how Bulls fans feel every time he takes a three. <laughs> <laughs> the supposed European sharpshooter who shoots, like, what, 30%? <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good percentage. And my third and final immediate thought is that the over-under is 21 and a half, and I think it's going to be much closer to a half than it will be to 21. <laughs> the Bulls are way under 21 and a half. They're going to win the lottery. They are so <laughs> bad. Just, God. And, and remember, this is going in order from lowest to highest, so they have the worst over-under projection in, I think, the whole league at 21, league, yeah, yeah, 21 and a half. I mean, obviously they're going to suck because they traded Jimmy Butler and... Their main, let's see, who they get in that deal? Larry Markkinen, who's a rookie. Yeah, who's... and he's from Finland. I'll add it second time. <laughs> There's never been a good NBA player from Finland. The only thing I know about Finland is that it's supposedly the hardest language in the world to learn. <laughs> Judging by the spelling on his name, I agree. Yeah, I had to double check. I'm usually good at spelling people, spelling European players' names. I had to double check Markkinen. <laughs> Um, and they got Zach Levine, who tore his ACLs at his ACL. Yeah, tore, tore his ACL. Before that, he was hot garbage. Yeah. Best <laughs> and ca- Chris Dunn, who's also hot garbage. Yeah. Best case scenario, Zach Levine comes back, like, in February. And Chris Dunn, 
people's expectations of Chris Dunn have really, really gone down. He was expected to be a guy, I guess, similar to Mike Conley, who's known for his defense and can like lead an offense and shoot. He did almost none of that. He's a decent defender, but like at this point, he's going to be running the offense, and that sounds like a very shitty offensive team if Chris Dunn is the one leading it. The only redeeming thing about him is he spells his name K-R-I-S, which is also how my brother spells his name. That is true. But I think my brother, who played 7th grade basketball, would be a better... <laughs> A better fit for the Bulls this season. They're going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Darnell. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else to say about Chicago? I mean... No, uh, they continue to have shitty owners. Yeah. Just like they have since Jordan. Same guy. Yeah. Just like all the other teams with shitty owners, nothing good is going to happen to them until a change in the upper management and ownership happens. So, And because Chicago's such a kind of wonderful city there's obvious problems with Chicago but they should do the baseball thing and just have like a team on the south side of Chicago like the White Sox but with basketball <laughs> just fuck the Bulls yeah that would be nice also shout out to Tyler he wanted us to mention baseball that's all you're baseball! ever baseball Tyler baseball baseball <laughs> that's all you're ever gonna get from this podcast so soak it in <laughs> alright so I think we move forward to the Atlanta Hawks Atlanta Hawks went 43 and 39 last year. Another team going through a major overhaul because they traded away Dwight Howard, lost Paul Millsap, Tabo Cephalosha, Chris Humphreys, Jose Calderon, Mike Dunleavy, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr., yes. <laughs> and they added Miles Plumley, Dwayne Dedman, Marco Bellinelli, Luke Babbitt, and their draft pick from this year, John Collins. This team also really, really sucks. Yeah, like Dwayne, they're going to be a bunch of dead men walking. <laughs> they might be worse than wolves. <laughs> oh I, mean, my God. I know people are going to Marco Bellinelli me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, keep them coming. <laughs> this is good stuff. Honestly, though, the Atlanta Hawks are terrible, much like the Falcons in the second half of Super Bowls. But Dwight Howard and Paul Millsap and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Tabo, that's like their entire team. Yeah. Then they have, um, oh shit, what's the name of the guy? Oh, Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore. And the Rockets. Thank you, Jesus. Did not end up <laughs> signing for the Max. Even though, 17 or 15 or whatever his contract Yeah, was. even though they made a better offer than Atlanta, and, and Bazemore still took the Atlanta deal. <laughs> which would have, which is a lifesaver for Houston, because nothing good would have happened after that. <laughs> they would have been stuck with Bazemore. That, I think, honestly, was Daryl Morey's like, version of edging. Yeah. <laughs> you see how close <laughs> you can get to making a really, really bad deal without it actually going through. So. Yeah, so and, and Cephalosha and Hardaway, they both started, right? So they lost four of their five starters. Yeah, yeah, that's and really then, bad. They're going to be, I mean, the over-under is 25 and a half. Yeah. I think they're under by a lot. Yeah. I think that they're going to tank. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's hard for me to say that they'll tank because, I mean, maybe that's what they'll do now because they moved Mike, um, they moved... Uh, Mike Budenholzer down from being the president of basketball ops down to just the coach because he used to have both roles and he clearly made moves to win in the short term. He's he's one of those coaches that doesn't know how to tank, doesn't know how to build for the future. He just wants to do what he can to save the team. This is how bad the Atlanta Hawks are. <clears throat> when you Google them, when you Google Atlanta Hawks roster, the third picture that appears next to Dennis Schroeder and Kent Bazemore 
is Torian Prince. <laughs> Torian I don't Prince. know who the fuck that is. <laughs> Next to him is Mike Mascala, who I didn't know was a white guy. Yeah, he's and he's good, a good white guy. <laughs> then some guy named Malcolm Delaney. Malcolm Delaney, a good, a, a, not good, a decent point guard that came from the EuroLeague. Kentucky could beat this team in any of the past five. Years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going under too. This is just, and we haven't even mentioned that they're going to be led by Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, he's your man. Who's basically the same kind of who's he's kind of in the same boat as Chris Dunn, but for some reason Atlanta encourages Schroeder to do what he wants. And so yeah, I'm going under on that too. I don't know if I mentioned Chicago, but I'm going under on Chicago too. Yeah. Okay. Brooklyn Nets. Linsanity. Linsanity. It's gonna be hopefully 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 he can last a whole year there. He he was like completely injured. Well, not completely injured, but had nagging leg injuries last year. But uh, they actually made some decent moves this year. They're not going to be good, but uh, they added uh, Jared Allen, their rookie center, Damari Carroll, Allen Kraft from the Blazers, Timothy Mozgov, and D'Angelo Russell in the in that deal that sent them Brooke Lopez. So uh, and their late first round pick too. So yeah, they lost Randy Foy, Justin Hamilton, Brooke Lopez, KJ McDaniel's, and Andrew Nicholson. Uh, and they they went twenty and sixty two last year, and their over under is twenty seven and a half. That they're clearly better, but that still sounds a bit high. I actually kind of disagree with you. I don't think twenty seven and a half is very high. Considering mm-hmm. that they traded for four starters, like Mozgov, Russell, Crab, and Damari Carroll should probably be four starters with Jeremy Lin, and I think that that starting five can probably win like twenty-eight games exactly. <laughs> twenty-eight exactly. Well, so, I mean that is technically still over. <laughs> I mean I don't know. Um, I mean as much as people liked to bag on Brook Lopez for all his negatives and his injuries he was still the best player on the team by a wide margin. I could understand them going over if D'Angelo Russell finally breaks out and looks like he can be the leader of a team that people thought that he would be around the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think that he showed a lot of flashes in LA last season. Obviously, they had to get rid of him to get Lonzo Ball. (laughs) You know Lonzo Ball, he's proven himself in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? (laughs) Big baller brand. And then Alan Crabb, not much about him, except he's a really good shooter. They he, got what they wanted, though. They offered him all that money. Yeah. And uh, the Trailblazers matched, and now they get their guy, even though he was like a pile of dog shit last season. Yeah. Now they, they get him. They still did a good job of screwing Portland in, that, in, in this whole process. And then Damari Carroll... At Washed? This, question mark? At this point, he's just a guy, right? I mean... He's, at this point, the poor man's Jay Crowder. That's a yeah. That's that's. And he a, used to be. He used to be better than he him. He used to be. Jay Crowder was the poor man's Damari Carroll. Yeah. And they like did like a fucking. Yeah. Role reversal thing. Yeah, that year that. That the Hawks starting lineup except Carroll made the pl- made the All Star game. He ended up being the guy that was the best in the playoffs, but then he hurt his knee, and it was kind of been downhill for him. And they made a move to Canada. Yeah, that too. And not Vancouver. <laughs> they don't have a basketball team anymore. And then, like, also their depth still really, really fucking sucks. Like, out, like outside of these guys, who's gonna pl- 
play for them. I don't know who else is on the team. <laughs> I was trying to think of someone else. That's why I said all these guys are starters, except for Jared Allen, because he's a rookie. He yeah. sounds like Jared Allen, the old football player. <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't well, know. I hope he's not white. I don't know. He's not. I don't know. <laughs> Jared so, Allen was white. He used to play for the Vikings. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, their guards are okay. They have Lynn. They have Russell. I don't know how much you saw of their rookie last year, Karis LeVert, but he seems like a guy with steady potential. And then their front court fucking sucks, though. They don't have anybody in their they, front court. They've got Timothy Moskov. Moskov. <laughs> this podcast is getting hacked right now because you insulted him. <laughs> <laughs> Can he live up to that deal that he got? What was it, like four years, $70 million or something like that? That is the deal and no is the answer unequivocally no he cannot live up to that deal unless he actually literally in real life starts shitting gold <laughs> are you still going under on brooklyn or, uh, so i'm sorry over yeah yeah over, yeah i think yeah. they like 30 31 games okay okay yeah i'm still going under i still think they're gonna be pretty shitty but uh, let's see, yeah, just like Timothy Mozgov, another big man who's never going to live up to his contract, Joe Kim Noah and the New York Knicks next. <laughs> they went 31-51 and 51 last year, and they haven't really changed at all in Vegas' eyes because their over-under is 30-and-a-half. They lost Sasha Vujicic, Derek Rose, Justin Holiday, and a Plumley, Marshall Plumley, to be exact. Even though no one gives a shit. And then they added Michael Beasley, Tim Hardaway Jr. to what has to be the worst contract in this summer. That was a god-awful deal. Second worst contract is Ron Baker. (laughs) (laughs) And Ron Baker, who I can't get over how badly he owned New York. (laughs) And then Ramon Sessions and their rookie point guard Frank Nilakina. Oh, I'm really disappointed that John didn't let me try to say Frank <laughs> Or like the guys at the ringer say uh, Frankie Nicotine. <laughs> um, did you mention Ramon Sessions? Because I think that's yeah. important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be their starting point guard. They have no one else. They used to start Raymond Felton at point guard. So <laughs> I mean, at least Raymond Felton's a steady backup now. Ramon Sessions should be like a third stringer in Philly or something right now. I have some thoughts. About yeah. their roster. Yeah. Um, the first one is that Ron Baker's contract is like when you go on eBay and there's a buy it now price, <laughs> and then you overbid that by five or six hundred percent just to make sure you get that thing that you could have gotten for like five hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, that's Ron Baker. Yeah. So Ron... I'd rather have Vin Baker, <laughs> who might be dead now. <laughs> I don't remember. Is Vin Baker dead? I, I, I hope not. I don't think he is. <laughs> but yeah, Ron Ron Baker signed, what was it, a two-year, like, close to $8 million deal, and he got a no-trade clause. Yeah, so, like, Ron Baker isn't is obviously not well-known because he got an $8 million deal, but the funny thing is that no one else would sign him for the minimum. Yeah. That's all he could get elsewhere. Yeah. And they overpaid him. And you know, I don't even think he tested the market. I think the Knicks just gave him that contract right away. Yeah. Um, one other Knicks thing before we get to our over-unders. Um, I went to ACL in, like, 2010. <laughs> yeah. And James Dolan's band, JD and the oh. Big Show, <laughs> or some shit like that, they were playing, and I didn't realize it until after I was gone for the weekend, and oh, I saw it on my God. t-shirt. So I could have seen him play, and, and I you did. really missed out. <laughs> And 
I mean, that's how Knicks fans feel every year. I wonder <laughs> if Chris Porzingis is still going to look really fucking weird, or if he's going to look, like, more American and stuff. <laughs> I hope he gets, like, a Gordon Hayward haircut. Because he's yeah. super tall and it would look really strange. I mean, he's the kind of guy that's been posting his workouts, and he definitely seems buffer, because last year he was pretty twiggy, and now he seems like kind of buff. Well, that's good. He looked like two 10-year-olds in a trench <laughs> last year again. <laughs> I mean, he's great at basketball, but he looks weird. Yeah, he does. He's from okay. Latvia? Uh, Latvia, I think so. Yeah, Latvia. He's from Latvia. Okay. And so, the, and like, the main thing regarding this over-under, 30 and a half... I mean, the big question surrounding that is whether or not they're going to dump Carmelo Anthony. Um, as a Rockets fan, I both hope they do and hope they don't. <laughs> what does that mean? I want Carmelo Anthony, yeah. but I also don't. <laughs> and I can't explain it any further than that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about that rumor three-way deal with the Bucks? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so I don't know if this has any legs, but apparently it was going to be a three-way deal with, obviously, the Rockets getting Carmelo, the Bucks getting Ryan Anderson and additional assets to make it easier on them, with, and the Knicks getting Jabari Parker. That's a terrible deal for the Bucks. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean... I guess they, they don't really need Jabari Parker because they were good without him, and he doesn't play any defense, and yeah. Ryan Anderson at least fills like a shooting void, but... Yeah. I mean, I actually just talked myself into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you think do you think Carmelo Anthony is still on the team at the end of the year? Or do you, do do you think do you think he's playing in March? No, but I think he's on the team. I just think he's injured as he always is. Yeah, either injured or just shut down and just Um, and I think that they go way under 30 and a half wins. Tim Hardaway is their highest paid player. Yeah, he is. Is that, is that including Carmelo? Oh, no. Okay. 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 I, I just don't count Carmelo because I don't think he's going to play very many games, either for say. them or in general. Okay, so that would have been really hilarious if Hardaway Jr. was making more money Oh, than you know one. a meme that I don't get? I don't. What is Hoodie Mellow? What does that mean? I haven't looked that up either. I don't know. I don't know what that this is. This is not a meme podcast, <laughs> even though it is really. I just don't get that specific meme. <laughs> you can send us memes and we'll review them in the podcast, but until probably then. probably bad. It's already. Um, I think up next we have the Indiana. I was going to say Indiana. Oh, wait, hold on. Real quick, I'm also going under on New York. How far under? Not that far. I, I think it's going to be like... Twi- I also think Carmelo Anthony is going to be gone, and they'll win like 25 games, I guess. So I, I love Kristaps, but... Do you think Kristaps makes any kind of like a leap to like an all-star level? I think he does, but I still don't think that's enough. I just really hate the rest of their team. Yeah. They suck. Especially <laughs> yeah. Ron Baker. No offense, Ron Baker, <laughs> yeah. to you or your family, but you're not good at basketball. Congratulations on the deal, though. <laughs> Congrats on the deal. You still can't live in New York or afford to, but almost. Just keep cashing them checks. Like, <laughs> Maybe he'll sucker them into the next deal and he can live there. Good. Uh, good for Ron Baker, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Take James Dolan's money. Okay, Indiana next. They went 42 and 40 last year, and their over under is 31 and a half. And obviously, they went through some shit over the summer from the Paul George news leaking. That it's obvious even now, even though he's not either on OKC or the Lakers, that he wants to go to the Lakers. I'm sorry, not that he that he's not on Indiana or the Lakers, but it's obvious he wants to be on the Lakers. And so, yeah, they lost their leader. They lost their superstar. 
Who was the last superstar that Indiana had before Paul George? Before Paul George, the superstar that they had was probably... Can't be Reggie Miller. I know there was an era after that. Jermaine O'Neal? Uh, yeah, Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest. Ron Artest, guys, like that, the, that core. The, yeah. like, palace guys. Yeah, Steven Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah <and> Captain <laughs> Those Jack. Guys. Yeah, okay, so they lost Paul George. What was the point guard's name? Jamal Tinsley. Jamal Tinsley. Yeah, that was a really good team, and then like they lost their minds for like five minutes. Yeah, and not everyone got ex- got suspended. They probably they they could have made it deep. People thought they were going to make the finals that season. Yeah, and then I mean, obviously, age got up to a lot of those guys, and Ron Artest just like was never really that guy anymore. Yeah. So okay, lost Paul George, lost C.J. Miles. They cut Rodney Stuckey in March to save money. They lost Monte Ellis. Well. I mean, everybody got away from Monte Ellis. He hasn't been able to sign with anybody. They lost Jeff Teague, lost Aaron Brooks, Lavoy Allen, and Kevin Serafin, and they added <coughs> Alex Poitras. I forgot all about Alex Poitras. Never uh, <laughs> Let's see, Ben Moore, don't know who that is. Uh, Damian Wilkins, super old-ass veteran, who I don't know why they signed him at all. Corey Joseph, who's a good point guard. Ike Anigbogu, who's a lanky center who has potential. Boyan Bogdanovich, Darren Collison, Lance Stevenson back in March. And then the two guys they got in the Paul George deal, Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. So they went 42-40 and 40 last year, and their over-under now is 31.5. Is that too much for Indiana? Yeah, I just don't really see how they're going to score with um, Victor Oladipo is probably their best player, like in theory. Yeah, but I think Darren Collison will actually pretend that he's the best player. Yeah, I other don't... than um, Miles Turner, who they re-signed, not re-signed, they uh, they extended his contract. He was one of the yeah. guys who got a contract. Extended. Yeah, yeah, and I love I love Miles Turner, and I just. If this team is going to build for the future, they have to feature Miles Turner, and I feel like getting all of these guys, especially Sabonis, kind of ruins that. I, I mean, Sabonis didn't look very good last season. He didn't. Which is sad, because his dad was, like, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm old enough to still remember him. Yeah, he was amazing. But, I mean... If they start the season with Darren Collison as the starter, then I don't think that they have... Chance. I mean, they should be starting Corey Joseph. I, I think that they should, but either Nate McMillan, who's their terrible coach, <laughs> yeah. either decides to try and win with Darren Collison, which is a recipe yeah. for disaster, or they tank and start Darren Collison if he's smart. Either <laughs> way, I don't think they're sniffing 31 and a half wins. And the, I could see it happening because McMillan... And the way this whole team is constructed, it's another team that doesn't know that they should be tanking. It's it. This seems like a team that's gonna keep on trying to win, and then like in mid March they're finally gonna shut it down. But by that point, they may be going over. But um, and they lost Larry Bird. Larry Bird's out, and Kevin Pritchard's the GM now. Like completely, he's is he the president now too. I think so. Either way, Kevin Pritchard is, like, the sole top voice in charge of things, and whenever they made the Paul George trade, he tried to spin it as Paul George for two former first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, and, like... They're going to pay Victor Oladipo, like, $70 million. And assuming the rumors were true about that Celtics deal for Paul George, why didn't they just fucking wait for that deal? Apparently, it was Celtics... It was the Celtics and their whole stack of assets that they had before... 
And because of the way the salary cap is constructed, they had to first sign Gordon Hayward and then uh, trade for Paul George. And they told Indiana, just wait until we lock down Hayward and we'll make this deal for you. And OKC said, uh, Indiana said, no, we're going to make this deal with OKC, which appears much worse. Yeah, I think Kevin Pritchard saw the shoot your shot meme and misunderstood <laughs> it and decided that shooting a shot was trading for Victor Oladipo and Arbita Sabonis' terrible son. <laughs> yeah, so 31 and a half. You're going under? I mean, if they win 25 games, I will be shocked as shit. Yeah, I'm going to go under, too. Okay, so another team that doesn't know that it's this bad, Orlando. <laughs> they went 29-53, and 53, <coughs> and the over-under in Vegas is 33.5 wins. So they lost Jody Meeks and Jeff Green, if you could count those as real losses. Uh, Jeff Green is, like, <laughs> in addition by subtraction. Just like he has been for his entire career. Yeah. So that's not a loss. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then they added Jonathan Simmons, Mo Spades, Aaron Aflalo, Shelvin Mack, and then their rookie is Jonathan Isaac and Wesley Owundu. Um, I thought Jonathan Simmons was okay when he helped the Spurs beat the Rockets in the playoffs. And then my barber, who's from San Antonio, <laughs> told me that Jonathan Simmons also used to be a barber. And then I learned that he's 27 years old. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, that was the expected. If That was what he was going to do if he hadn't got that call from the Spurs about the deal he got done. His plan was to head to the barbershop. And good plan. I mean, I would let Jonathan Simmons edge me up. But I don't know if I'd let him run the point for my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Jonathan Simmons. I love Jonathan Simmons. I love what he did last year uh, in the playoffs specifically. Th- this is this is a guy Jonathan Simmons. I mean, I hope he proves me wrong and he turns out to be pretty good. But he's a guy that duped everybody with his play in the playoffs because you look back at him in the regular season and he's he kind of sucked. He yeah. stepped up in the playoffs, and I don't know which one is real. The regular season Jonathan Simmons that wasn't that great, or the playoff Jonathan Simmons, who showed that he can be pretty good, probably a starter on a team. Either way, I think Jonathan Simmons is the guy who had a new agent, right? Like a brand, like the agent was brand new, yeah. and the guy yeah. thought he could get him a $50 million contract yeah. based on like 10 playoff games. Yeah. Like it was like fucking 1999 and Isaiah Thomas was still a GM in the league. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Who's the best player on Orlando? Never Google? Aaron Gordon? Oh, you think Aaron Gordon's better than Never Google? (laughs) Never Google? He's referring to Evan Fournier. (laughs) Don't Google Fournier unless you want to be aroused. (laughs) Oh my god, Aaron Gordon or Evan Fournier? I'd say Aaron, Aaron Gordon because... He he has potential. He's already really he's already really fucking athletic and already a really good defender. And he can play three positions. Not that well. Any of them though. <laughs> That's only because he hasn't ha- he doesn't have that great of a shot yet. Is Bismack Bayambo on the Magic still? Yeah, he's still there. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to start a front court of Bismack Bayambo and Aaron Gordon. And they're also going to have... Um, um, and we can't think of the point guard. What name. the hell is his name? Magic point guard. Uh, fucking... Oh my god. What is his name? Jesus Christ. 
Uh, Alfred Payton. Oh, come on. Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton, Aaron Gordon, and Bismack Bayambo are going to be on the floor at the same time for an NBA basketball team in 2017. Yeah. They're, they're doing the thing now <laughs> that the Memphis Grizzlies did for like 15 years, which was know that their weakness was three-point shooting, but never, ever address it. Small difference, though, is that Bismack Bayambo is not Marcus all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> So uh, it's thirty three and a half is the over under. John, what do you what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go slightly over because it's only if you go over that means you're saying that they're five wins better, and I think I think they're just on that level, just barely. I'm comfortable saying that they'll win five more games, but not very much more than that. I like. As I, even though I don't know if Jonathan Simmons is legit or not, I still like him. Most Bates is a good veteran to have around, and I have faith in Jonathan Isaac being a pretty good player. Maybe not right now, but I don't know. Maybe he'll show some flashes. So I'm gonna go over. Uh, I think I'm gonna go over too. Um, the Magic are gonna be really annoying to play against. <laughs> they're not gonna play the way everyone else is playing, which is they're yeah. not gonna play fast and they're not gonna shoot a ton of threes. Yeah, and Mario Hazonia. Is there. <laughs> Poor Mario Hazonia. <laughs> he, like, was good for, like, five minutes. It makes me so sad that he sucks. He, like, he was great on social media. For, yeah. For, like, two weeks at the yeah. beginning of the season. And then he started bricking everything. Yeah, his EuroLeague highlight reel looked really good. I remember that same summer he was drafted, he had a super badass dunk in Summer League. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, this guy's going to be a star. Mario Hazonia, write it down, kids. <laughs> um, I think the Magic can win like 35, 36 games. Because someone has to win games in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that's true. And that's... they're like the fifth worst team. Maybe sixth. Somebody's yeah. got to make the playoffs. They, yeah, they could be bumped up just by how horrible everybody else is. <clears throat> okay, so... Oh, uh, you're over, right? Over, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, me too. Okay, so next team, Detroit. They went 37 and 45 last year. Their over under is set at 38 and a half. So they lost Contavious Caldwell Pope, which was a really fucking weird thing. Where obviously they should have retained him, but they just fucked with their salary cap so much that they couldn't really. That if they offered him a max deal, I don't even know if they could offer him a max deal. I think they ruined their salary cap so much that they couldn't offer him a max deal. But either way, they didn't want to do that. They didn't think he was worth the max, and so they just didn't give him an offer. And then they lost Marcus Morris in the trade for Avery Bradley. They lost Aaron Baines. They didn't re-sign Beno Udra. And then they got Avery Bradley in that Marcus Morris deal. They signed Langston Galloway, Anthony Tolliver... And they signed this white rookie, Luke Kennard. Oh, is Luke Kennard white? I'm, yeah. I'm staring at his name right now, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a white dude. He looked pretty good in Summer League. I don't like taking stock in Summer League, but for, for what it was, he looked like he can be a good player. Uh, my retort to that is, Mr. Lugo has said he looked really good in Summer League several times. <laughs> so don't believe him, he does take stock in that. He watched... All of Summer League on his laptop. I'm not going to say he's going to be a good player. I'm saying he deserves a shot. <laughs> um, speaking of deserving a shot, Avery Smallface Bradley <laughs> deserves to have his own basketball team, which essentially he does now yeah. if he can wrestle the ball away from Reggie Jackson long enough to shoot. Who else deserves a shot is all the fans wanting to get drunk and seeing this team be so <laughs> terrible because, like, Detroit, like... 
Detroit's culture is Stan Van Gundy. You can't look to any players for what their culture is. It's just Stan Van Gundy. Their players... I mean, Andre Drummond's really bad at free throws. Yeah, Andre... I think that's honestly their culture. Like, Andre Drummond... They're still waiting on Andre Drummond to be better, and that just... I mean, they're waiting for him to be Dwight Howard, and it's never gonna happen. Yeah, it's not. So, like, I don't know. Can a player who's not as good as Dwight... Who is trying to be Dwight Howard, but is clearly not that good, make it in the league? I mean, he's already on a max deal. Yeah, he's made it. He's just not good. Like, he was mentioned in so many trade talks and trade offers... And like Ryan Anderson, no one will take his quarter. <laughs> yeah, so what the, the starting lineup is what? Reggie Jackson, Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris. Oh, I forgot they had Tobias Harris. Who's their power forward? Um, their center is Andre Drummond. Do they have a starting power forward? It was Marcus Morris, obviously. Let me see. Starting lineup. Um... I mean, they could just get real weird with it, and let's see. Uh, oh, wait, no, they... No, it's Stanley Johnson? John Luer? Gross. <sighs> Shit. I thought it was gross when he said Stanley Johnson, and then he said John Luer. <laughs> I you mean, think he looks good in Summer League? <laughs> like, his first season? They have so many guys. The reason why they fucked up their cap so much is, like, they have so many guys, like, in between a max deal and making, like, $8 million... So they're like nothing but role players, and that's it. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the only reason why I would ever watch Detroit is because Aaron Baines is gone, which means that this is the breakout year for Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> he's finally gonna get some playing time, and he's gonna dunk on fools <laughs> so badly. I'm gonna be honest and let you know that I don't know the difference between Boban, Bojan, and Bogdan. Is <laughs> Boban the really big yeah. one who used to be on the Yeah, uh, he doesn't. <laughs> He's not dumb. Yeah. Are you sure? Have you I, seen was, him? I will still defend Boban. <laughs> Is he Serbian? And he, he's not a Bogdanovich, he's a Marjanovic. Oh, okay, but he's also Serbian. Uh, I think he's Serbian? Let me see. He's from the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, Serbian. Is that kosher to say Eastern Bloc? I, I think so. I don't know. I'm German, it doesn't matter. We don't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry okay. to all of our Serbian fans. Okay, so this team, Detroit, after these deals that they've made over the summer, are they two wins better than last year? Oh. So they went 37 and 45. Yeah, 37 and 45. Over-unders 38 and a half. I yeah. think this is one of the toughest ones to call because it probably depends on if you think Avery Bradley is markedly better than Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Yeah, that's that's all I've been reading because like, I, thought, I thought it was closer, but like everything that I've read and all the podcasts I've heard have been saying that... like. Avery Bradley is clearly better than Contavious Caldwell Pope by a good margin. I thought it was closer, but everyone is so confident that Avery Bradley is so much better. But there was a lot this summer about how Reggie Jackson is just like an absolute piece of shit and everyone hates him. Yeah, that too. In like every place he's ever been, including college, people hate him. So I don't yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah. I'm gonna say a push. I'm gonna say they win thirty eight and a half exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Vegas does the half game. If you didn't know that already, it's because they want to take your money or give you money. They don't want, yeah. to, they don't want to return your money. Yeah, so, uh, God, two wins better. 
And, like, I feel like the rest of the moves they made kind of wash each other out. So it's basically, do you think Avery Bradley makes them two wins better? I'm going to say yes, honestly. I think that they'll probably win 41 games. Because Reggie Jackson missed, like, the first the first couple of Oh, yeah, season. that's right. Yeah, he missed time. And I don't think he's great or anything, but I think he's fine. And Stan Van Gundy could be a good coach. I mean, he could be washed, but... I, I think, feel like they can win 41 games in the worst Eastern Conference of all time. Yeah, I mean, I think he falls under the same category as Doc Rivers, which is an amazing coach, awful front office uh, general manager, but doesn't know it. And yeah. I just, yeah, so... He's ooh. the Doc Rivers of the East. Yeah. With a mustache. <laughs> yeah. God damn, that's so hard to call. 38 and a half over or under. I'll go over two. Okay, so, next up, the Philadelphia 76ers. This one's fucking wild. Vegas is drunk on the process, too. <laughs> they went... uh, I think the money is drunk on the process. <laughs> people betting the over. <laughs> yeah, just justifiably so. Like, I can't blame Vegas for setting it up so high, but, man. Okay, so, 28-54 and 54 last year, and 41.5 now. So, if you take the over, you're saying that they are 14 wins better than last year. And so, so what they did over the summer, they lost Gerald Henderson, Sean Long, who's kind of a scrub, Alex Poitras, Sergio Rodriguez, who I think went back to Europe, and Tiago Splitter, who I have no idea what Tiago Splitter's doing anymore. Maybe he retired, I don't know. And then they added uh, Markel Fultz, number one overall pick, uh, J.J. Redick, their best off-season signing uh, Amir Johnson, James Michael McAdoo, and Furkan Korkmaz, who was their draft pick, I think, from last year, I think, who's coming over from Europe, but goddamn. And then, okay, so, they're clearly a lot better. I don't know, about 42 wins better. How many games does Joel Embiid have to play for them to win 42 games? 65. I don't think they're not doing that. <laughs> that's, that's I would I would be pra- I would be praising if Joel Embiid can play forty games. If he only plays forty games, I mean, are they winning thirty of those games? There's no fucking way that they're going to suddenly get seven fifty win percentage with his games. Yeah, are you a believer in Ben Simmons? Um, I would like to see him play in Embiid games. <laughs> so, looking at the people they added, uh, they. Amir Johnson, Mark Elfolds, and J.J. Reddick specifically, those three, they have a lot in common with the current guys on the 76ers, and that is that they're always fucking injured. So, Mark Elfolds wasn't injured previously, but he immediately got injured in Summer League. Yeah. Amir Johnson is, like, tales from the crypt at this point. He's yeah. he's in the grave. He's, he's, he's more not there. dug himself out <laughs> to make it to the Sixers. More there for a veteran presence, if anything else, even though they paid him a shit ton. I think J.J. Redick is going to be good because he's on a one-year $20 million deal, but he's going to miss 10 or 15 games, just like he always does. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Orlando Magic J.J. Redick, <laughs> but when J.J. Redick has room to shoot at will, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so their starting lineup is going to be what Markel Fultz, J.J. Redick, Robert Covington... Uh, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I, I really like Robert Covington. I don't know how often we're going to see that lineup because that's dependent on Fultz, Simmons, and Embiid being healthy. Also, Redick. 
And Covington has had like a series of, of minor injuries throughout I, his career. I think Simmons is going to be okay, because that thing that held him out last year was the only time he's ever had injury problems, and supposedly he was healthy like in March, and they just held him out just to tank. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so I don't have a problem with Simmons. And yeah, I do really like Simmons, but yeah, we got to see him play. I don't know. I don't know what to think of him at all. I think he's. I think he'll be good if he can play. But I. I. I, I My don't know question what to say. is, who else is on the team? That's a good one. That's a good like, question. I mean, I don't know who the Furkan Furkan Kirkmas is. <laughs> I don't know how to say his fucking name. I don't know what origin that name is. I don't know if he's good. I don't know shit about him. I know that James Michael McAdoo is like tangentially related to the famous McAdoo. And that he yeah. was on the Warriors and he got a championship ring. Yeah. But for, I know that he's also bad and was bad in college. Yeah. Furkan Korkmaz is Turkish. 20 years old. I don't know much else about him. Okay. So that guy for the Sixers to make 42 games will have to be good because he's one of the few players on their actual roster. Yeah, he is. So, um, who, who else? Oh, how are we forgetting TJ McConnell? <laughs> Uh, they have T.J. McConnell, who, honestly, before the season, probably would have been happy about selling an autographed ball <laughs> to yeah, make a living, true. and now is being, is probably, I shit you not, is probably going to start at point guard on opening day of the season, because Marco Fultz probably is not going to start as a rookie. Yeah, probably not. I mean, he did hit a game winner over Carmelo Anthony last year, <laughs> let's not forget that, so he's, he's got stuff going you for him. You know who did that once, also? Chandler Parsons. R.I.P. Chandler Parsons. I wish Chandler Parsons was better so I could shit on him more, but it's just kind of sad. Yeah, it is. Okay. 76ers, 41.5. It's a clear under to me. It's definitely under. I don't think it's that much under if Joel Embiid can play like 50, 55 games or something. I think 50 or 55 games is a realistic number in like 25 minutes a game. If he plays like 55 games, I think they go over, but I just don't think that's going to happen, so I think I think he's going to miss like at least half the season again. Is his rookie deal up after the season? This is his third year? Or does he have uh, one more year left? He has one more year. He's eligible for an extension after this year. And then Which the, they would be suicidal to do at this point. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like... So it's going to be the summer of 2019 that he's going to be a free agent, and they have nothing really to... Go, they have no way to set the market for him. No. Like, they don't... Like, obviously, he's worth a max if he was healthy, but clearly he's not. So, he, like, how do you even judge a player like that? If the ideal scenario in the preseason is for him to play 41 games then I'd say that at no point in his career is that guy worth the max. <sighs> Unless that, like, can double. Because <laughs> you is, want your guys to play the whole season. Which is really sad because, I mean, I think if he were healthy, he'd become the best center in the league. I think that Carl Anthony Towns is really upset right now. <laughs> and if Anthony Davis is a center, he's also very mad. <laughs> but, well, I mean, that. <laughs> I, I don't think that it's a, that exaggerated of a claim. Why well, I mean, say for the fact that he played 31 games in his NBA career so far. Yeah. Almost but, one rookie of the year with just 31 games. So. The rookies were really bad. <laughs> Brogdon. Do, do not talk <laughs> shit about Malcolm. <laughs> do not talk shit about Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon sounds like a fucking Breaking Bad character. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, Philly under. Not a lot under. They might squeak into the playoffs. Yeah. But. I'll AJ Reddick would have to average 20 points a game for them to make the playoffs. I think he can do that. 
So I think JG Reddick is more wet than I do. (laughs) So yeah, I think I think they make the playoffs, but with like thirty-eight wins. So I'm going under two. Okay, so next up, the Charlotte Hornets, forty-two and a half wins. They went thirty-six and forty-six last year. Jesus, I just realized that they're expecting. Does, they're expecting adding Dwight Howard and Malik Monk to make them seven games better. <laughs> Are things finally going to work out for Dwight Howard? Is Charlotte the home he's been looking for? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, some things about Charlotte that I know. It's known as Queen City. It's exceptionally racist. It is racist. And it's not populated with snakes and candy, which are Dwight Howard's two favorite things. That is true. Uh, this is the by far dumbest line adjustment that I have seen so far. Adding Dwight Howard and Michael Carter-Williams makes you six wins worse. <laughs> and Malik Monk. <laughs> Malik Monk is a rookie, which, I mean, he could be good. He has a great fucking name. Yeah. Malik Monk is a great name, but... Like, why on earth would they be better? Yeah, and they lost Marco Bellinelli, Miles Plumley, and Ramon Sessions. It's, is Miles Plumley the good one, right? Is is there a good one? No, it's Mason is the good one. I think it's Mason Plumley who's the good one. He's in Denver, okay. and smoking that weed. <laughs> is Dwight Howard that? I'm assuming Dwight Howard is that much better than Miles Plumley. I don't think enough to break the over, but Dwight Howard is injured a lot. He's lethargic. He's also really old and 6'8". <laughs> yeah. I just, he's going to be expected to carry a ton of a load. So it's him, Kemba, and who who else is going to be starting? Uh, uh, Mike, uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, assuming he's oh, healthy. Oh, God. <laughs> and has finally fixed his jumper. That hasn't happened. <laughs> and Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> oh, they have Nicholas Batum. Okay. Oh, yeah, Batum, yeah. He kind, then, of, he, he kind of he kind of Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams, yeah. They're actually yeah, they're they're actually not that bad. They've even, got some guys, but I, I still don't see it, honestly. Yeah. And that team that that almost the same team last year wildly underperformed in the middle of the season. Yeah. For Steve Clifford. I mean, I guess the only thing I would congratulate them on is that they didn't act like these other teams who think that they're better and made a bunch of rash decisions, and they pretty much just stuck with who they were and added a couple good players. I mean, Dwight Howard's technically an upgrade over Plumley and Malik Monk I think is going to be good. Yeah, but so, Steve Clifford loves to chuck the three with his teams. Yeah, yeah, he does. And they switched out Marco Bellinelli, historically one of the best three-point shooters of all time, for fucking Michael Carter-Williams, whose shot has been described as the worst in NBA history for a guard. And he's not that much better at other skills. And he looks really weird. <laughs> yeah, he's ugly. Okay, so, 36 and 46, and now 42 and a half. Under. 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 I don't believe in Dwight Howard. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'll go under, too. But, yeah. I don't really have much to say about Charlotte. They're weird. Hey everyone, we actually went way over the time that we thought it would take to record this episode, so we're actually breaking it up into parts one and two. So feel free to continue listening on part two where we'll go over the rest of the Eastern Conference. And be sure to watch out for the Western Conference coming up. Thank you.